want to introduce you to one of your colleagues, Dr. Barry Sorrells, who's clinical professor of orthopedic surgery, University of Arkansas, uh, now retired from practice at the Joint Replacement Clinic, had a very rich practice, uh, served as the clinical investigator for the LCS knee replacement system, lead investigator on 12 pharmaceutical trials, authored 30 journal articles, 200 scientific papers, uh, has worked in over 50 hospitals worldwide. Uh, Just a, a very successful career. But as he stepped back from that, He moved into numerous faith-based projects, teaching overseas, uh, teaching a very innovative life skills course for medical students and residents. Uh, He's been very involved with a group called Operation New Life, a a surgical mission outreach, uh, mainly focused into Central America. And just recently, we saw great synergy if this could actually join as part of global health outreach to give more surgical opportunities for our members. And I asked Barry to join me here at the microphone, just kind of explain their vision, a little bit of their history, and what this is going to look like as we go forward. Barry, I am so excited about the blend of the surgical group that you've been working with and missions for years, really coming in and teaming with GHO and becoming part of that. Just tell me this story. I mean, how did it start and... Uh, New Life and all you guys have been doing uh, to take missions around the world. And then we'll kind of get into what it's going to look like as you become working hand-in-hand with GHO. Well, Dave, thank you. And uh, thanks to the Lord because he's made this all possible. Uh, We're about seven years old as a teaching ministry for surgery in Honduras. Mm -hmm. We work in uh, Hospital Escuela. That's an 1,800-bed massive teaching hospital. Wow with residents in all specialties and basically developing country standards. Mm -hmm. Poorly equipped, in need of a lot of things. But one thing they're not short on is they've got good doctors. Mm -hmm. They want to learn. They're quick to learn. They're conscientious. They've got good hearts. They want to take care of their patients. And they're missing two things. They're missing exposure to contemporary surgical techniques, Mm -hmm. and they're missing equipment, Mm -hmm. both of which we at Operation New Life can provide. How did you guys come together to do this? I mean, was it you the first one that kind of found this spot to help, or how did it happen? Actually not. Two of our founding members are Chris Shoemake, who's a plastic surgeon, Bill Alfonso, who's a maxillofacial surgeon, and Jim Phillips, and Jim uh, has uh, spent a lot of time in Honduras working with other ministries there. They were building a house for uh, World Gospel Outreach. Mm-hmm. They came at the end of the day to get a Coca-Cola at the local service station. The service station owner says, what are you fellas doing? They said, we're up here building a house. And he says, oh, so you're construction people. And they said, well, no, actually, we're doctors. <laughs> so he said, so if you're doctors, why are you building a house? <laughs> and the answer was, we don't have a place to practice medicine, so we're building a house because we're serving the Lord and serving the people in Honduras. Yeah. And he said, if you had a hospital, would you work in the hospital and teach our doctors? And he said, of course. He says, good, because my father owns a hospital. (laughs) And that's how it all got started. Oh, my goodness. Very much a God thing. Uh, There's no question. And it's been that all the way through. And that includes this association with 
Christian Medical and Dental Associations. Tell me some stories of what the impact of this has been in both patients' lives and and in the lives of uh, students, residents, faculty. Our focus on teaching. Mm-hmm. And any time you have a teaching ministry, it's very difficult to evaluate just what kind of impact you've made. Right. But some of the things that we've seen for sure is that we can go there now and we see them do an arthroscopy of the knee, you know, where you operate through a small scope in the knee. We got there. They had done none. We brought the equipment to do this. We taught them how to do it. At the end of the week, we checked them out. They were good. We gave them the equipment. And now when I go back, they're doing 10 to 12 of these a week. Wow. They were doing no total joint replacement. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. We taught them how to do knee replacement. We gave them the equipment. We gave them the implants. We checked them. They could do it well. And now they're doing a beautiful job of joint replacement. That's measurable. Yeah. What about spiritual ministry? I know that's a burden you guys have as well, not just to bring medicine, but bring the gospel. Well, and I'm glad you asked because that is the major part. But as far as in the operating room, I'll give you a good story. Yeah. It's been my practice since I became a believer to always pray with my patients before surgery, Mm -hmm. either in the receiving area or in the operating room. And when I, the first time I operated in Hospital Escuela in Tegucigalpa, Honduras, I asked the head surgeon, would you mind if I prayed for the patient? The patient was awake, and I asked her, I said, would you mind if I prayed for you? And both were agreeable. So as is, my, is, is what I normally do, I prayed for the patient. That happened on the second case and on the third case and in all the cases I did with him there. And then I came back. Six months later, I think I was putting my gloves on or doing something else, and he said, you forgot to pray. (laughs) And I says, okay, I'll pray. He said, no, let me pray. And he says, I always do that. (laughs) So I think that's measurable. That is very, and and mentorship. I mean, you know, coming alongside and, and demonstrating how it can be done and and to be an example, and wow. And that's what we do, Dave. We don't go there with a professorial hat on. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go there as their teachers, but we go there as their partners. Mm-hmm. And we tell them that we've come to teach them, and we've come to learn from them. And that happens. Mm-hmm. I've learned more about improvisation and making things work <laughs> in surgery that I didn't think could work since I've there than I ever learned in my life. Yeah, yeah. That always happens overseas. I remember we had a lot of folks come to Tenwick, and one of my medical school OBGYN professors came out. We're walking up there the first day, and he says, I think I'm starting my internship again. Because <laughs> yeah, everything's just so different. He yeah. never fished with fishing line and done a lot of things we had to do because we didn't have stuff. So. Sure. Well, talk a little bit, Barry, about how you see this partnership, why it's so important for both organizations yeah. as we come together and team up uh, to, to increase ministry. We really want to have more surgical presence, opportunities for CMDA members to make a difference. And uh, so just talk a little bit about that. I think it was strictly God-ordained is how this came about. I've been a member of the organization for many, many years. I never got involved in the sur- in the mission part of CMDA because, frankly, there were no surgical missions right. available. So I maintained my membership, realized that as a surgeon I wasn't going to go on mission trips, and I accepted it as that. 
I came over here this past July mm-hmm. to talk about an entirely different subject, and that was about life skills for medical students. Mm-hmm. While I was here, I asked, would it be possible if I talked to the director of your missions, in which turn they introduced me to Don Thompson and Global Health Outreach, and I really wanted to talk to him to see what I could learn from him that we could apply in Operation New Life in Honduras. Well, God was present that day, as is always. He directed that conversation for me to tell him what we had, what we offered, that we'd been there for seven years. We had a good relationship in the hospital. They love us. We love them. They trust us. We trust them. And we had a wonderful, wonderful working relationship. So I told him about that, and I said, but you know what, Don? We've got problems. One of the problems we've got is that we're using up our volunteer base. Mm -hmm. We have been at this now for seven years, and we've been pretty much a local ministry around Arkansas and Oklahoma, and we're getting to where we're having a little trouble getting volunteers because many people go once and that's all they go. And it occurred to me that maybe CMDA might use us as a referral source and a, a resource to use for missions. So the other thing is, is we need help with administration. We raise most of our money through an annual trap shoot. And, uh, <laughs> I want to attend. <laughs> oh, well, you know, everybody in Arkansas shoots a gun, kind of like in North Carolina. So, and by the way, you're welcome to attend. And we raised enough money each year. We raise about half of our budget at the trap shoot. Wow. But it was apparent to us that we were spending a lot of our money on necessary administrative costs. Mm-hmm. And I told Don, I said, Don, if we could just get some help with administrative costs, it would let us free up some money for scholarships and to ship more containers of equipment. So we've got a money problem. And I said, if we could just overcome those things. He said, you know what, Barry? He said, we've got a problem, too. He said, we've not developed really good surgical missions. He said, we've got many, many surgeons in our organization who would love to go on a mission trip, but we don't have a place to send them because we simply have not been able to develop the relationship that's necessary. Mm -hmm. So tell me if that's not a deal made in heaven. (laughs) We've both felt a need for the other, and I am so excited. Don Thompson has now been to Little Rock. He's met with our board of directors. He most recently went with us to Honduras and saw firsthand the hospital. He had a chance to meet the doctors that we've worked with, and we're now in general surgery, plastic, maxillofacial surgery, burn surgery, developing neurosurgery, and getting ready to develop ENT surgery. Wow. So he saw the relationships we had, and he says, this is a natural for CMDA. Mm-hmm. And partnership, that's uh, what God loves to see happen is his children work together to accomplish his ends. Yes, sir. How's it touched your life being involved in this? Well, I'm an old, worn-out orthopedic surgeon out of work, (laughs) and uh, I'm a great believer in halftime. Yeah. Ten years ago, when I was anticipating retirement at 65, I started looking for something that I would call a parallel passion Mm -hmm. and started looking for things where I could spend my time because there's no way I was going to step out and try to go fishing every day or play golf or one of those things, but I wanted to do something more meaningful at least. So uh, I got started with the life skills thing. We've talked about that in the past, and that basically is where we teach medical students subjects that 
they don't cover like real estate and uh, insurance and legal matters and what it means to be a doctor and ethics and the doctor-patient relationship. And we teach these with doctors, but we teach the other courses through experts from the community who come in. And anyway, you know the story. Yeah. I did that for a while, and we got that up, and it was running, and I was looking for something else. I develop, helped develop a free inner-city clinic, we got that up and running. We now have two, and I was still looking for something else. And then <laughs> I found out about this wonderful opportunity through Operation New Life. Yeah. One of the exciting things we've now done is we've put in closed-circuit television in the operating room, high-quality, high-definition television. And we can televise either to a classroom in the hospital where we can teach surgery by them watching this live surgery, talking to the surgeon, all presented in Spanish through interpreters, Hmm. or in May of 2011, we'll go on the Internet. We'll notify doctors all over the world that on such and such a day at such and such a time, in Spanish, there will be a program teaching contemporary techniques in surgery and that they can sit in their office at their PC and watch and learn. Wow. Wow. So outside of that, it's been pretty boring, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to keep a racehorse in the barn. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Being from Kentucky, I, that's a phrase we use. And uh, God's just taken you and given you a whole fabulous ministry and the same thing with my wife she's gotten very very involved in the prayer ministry in this hospital she at one time said she really had no interest at all in anything medical she kind of followed me all over the world as i traveled and lectured on knee replacement but she never got involved in the medical part she went down the very first trip she went she went with the prayer team through the hospital as they go through the hospital and pray with the patients she came back at noon and she said when are we coming back? Wow, that's great. And since then, she's become a volunteer with hospice. She has taken training, and she's now a certified lay chaplain. Mm. And she has committed her life to Operation New Life in the patients at Hospital Escuela in Honduras, just as I have. Yeah. Barry, thanks for being with us. I'm inspired, encouraged, excited about this new partnership, and I think... God's going to do above and beyond what we've seen in the past and uh, expand this into the lives and hearts of not only many doctors, but perhaps even other hospitals as you meet the needs of this one. There'll be other places in Central and South America where you can work. Dave, we're ready to move on. Bring them on. Guatemala, <laughs> Nicaragua, anywhere, we're ready to go. God bless you, Barry. Thank you, and you, sir. You know, as I was listening to that interview after we did it, it reminded me of a, a great book that you probably need to read. If you're kind of moving into that phase of life, uh, whether at the beginning or towards the end, think, what's God's call for me now? It's written by Os Guinness, one of our speakers at our national meeting last year, and it's called simply The Call. It's excellent on kind of sorting out what those next steps God may have for you, and it's available here at cmda.org. Or you can give us a call at our toll-free number, 888-230-2637. Let me mention a couple other new resources that are on my reading list. One is the new book called Radical, Sweeping the Country, Taking Back Your Faith from the American Dream by David Platt. This is an excellent book and one you should have on uh, your bedside table to read. One of my favorite new missionary books is Ask a Missionary. Uh, This was actually compiled by John McVeigh, who uh, teaches out in his image 
family practice. And what he did was came with all sorts of questions that are normally asked of missionaries by those considering moving in that direction as a first career, second career, whatever, and then had over 100 missionaries contribute answers to those questions. It's a, it's a delightful book full of stories and uh, analogies that uh, really be helpful to you or make a great gift to someone else. And then one of my favorite writers, who you probably don't know, What Jesus Wouldn't Do, Making the Blind Man Lame, by Dr. Michael Johnson. Michael's the only African-American missionary surgeon I know. There may be others, but it's the only one I know. And he is a terrific writer. Uh, When I used to get his uh, prayer letters when he was on the field, I used to devour them because he just can write so well. Now he has a book which is just superb, uh, and it's available here at cmda.org as well. I like to keep a stack next to my bed, and as I go to bed at night, get a couple chapters in. Uh, You know, if you're not continually reading, you're getting behind. And that's not only true in medicine. It's true in our spiritual walk with the Lord. We need to read things that are stimulating us, causing us to think, to pray more, to grow deeper in our faith, to learn how and be equipped to share our faith with others. So these are a great number of resources that I think will be helpful for you.